Welcome to Summer Bays, the unofficial home and away podcast brought to you by Clara Kavna, where I take a weekly look at the trials and those ginormous tribulations of Australia's most beloved surfer town, Summer Bay. Each week I do a deep dive into the week's events and discuss dilemmas like, is murdering a murderer really a crime? And is it okay to use your wife to further your investigation? Get ready to feel closer each day to home and away. Now, before I get started, this is a no-spoiler podcast. I don't look ahead at plot lines or watch the episode previews or read the descriptions. I promise you it's a total game changer and totally recommend that you do the same. The twists and turns are so much better and especially in a week like this week. Just try it yourself and see how you get on. It's just, oh gosh, it was so good. And if you want to get in touch, Summer Bays is on Instagram. So it's just at Summer Bays Podcast. And there's a video up there at the moment of Dr. Christian Green wearing his caffeine flat cap while he's doing his rounds. <laughs> it's just my favourite scene from Home and Away last year. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's also like the way... In the clip you'll see, but like in the way he walks in, they do this like pan shot of him walking towards Tori, like showcasing this caffeine. (laughs) It's just so perfect. So touch of the Tommy Shelby vibes, trying to be super stylish, but I think it's probably a bit unhygienic to wear a flat cap while you're doing your rounds. That'd be like wearing a baseball hat. Oh, just his, oh, his fashion is just incredible. Such a beautiful man. He can wear anything he wants, but they're kind of pushing, <laughs> kind of pushing the limits here. So, listener Jilly Instagrammed me during the week and said that the episodes were just so intense, and and she said that she basically needed to watch a Disney film after each one of the episodes this week. And I could not agree more. It's just so much happened. It was so dense with storylines, plot twists, everything. And I had I had to look this up because I just assumed then that this was the Australian airing of their season finale. But it wasn't. There is another month of episodes to go before the season finale, like the way the Australians aired it back in November. I thought the season finale would finally build up to this moment, but to find out that we have another month of dramatic dramatic finale build up I I just don't know where else it can go I'm going to have to buckle up so Colby is finally 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 arrested but who the hell came forward who is this mystery person like anyway we'll get into that in a minute but what a way to go what an audience he's in the diner in front of Irene and most of the townspeople Taylor comes along for the ride with Angelo. Bella's just about to depart for New Zealand. And then he gets swarmed by police officers. Oi, Janie. Like, just the theatrics were amazing. But looking back now, it seems like the crumbling had started earlier in the week. Colby was super cranky with everyone. He's given passport threats to Nick, which was quite a scary moment. Uh, He had a run-in with Ziggy, who was like, you've no right to wear that badge. Taylor's being really cold with him. And I I, I kind of think, like, in hindsight, he'd really gone past the point of no return. 
because he was acting all invincible. He's calling Angelo, telling me he's bluffing. And then he's really hurt about Bella not telling him that she's leaving to go to New Zealand and begs her to stay. So he's just kind of lost the run of himself. So Bella and Colby enter into what could be their final argument. While Bella's main reason, I think, to go to New Zealand is because she can't live without Nick. This would be happening regardless of a murder investigation. But she uses the pressure of the investigation as another reason to go, saying that it's like destroying her. And I think that argument was such a good litmus test for where Colby's logic is. And it's obviously up in the clouds because he's not listening to anything that makes sense. And he's kind of taken this, I've risked everything for you. I searched for six years. I killed Ross for you. And this is how you repay me. And she delivers that killer line of you sound exactly like dad. Ouch. But he still uh, begs her to stay and... But it is such a train wreck and I understand why Bella's like, I can't watch this anymore. And I think Colby is in a bit of disbelief that Bella's told Nick about the murder, but then won't listen to her when she asks him to stop having the affair. So the wheels have well and truly come off, dear Colby. So suspect number one, I think, is Taylor. But she doesn't really know for sure. She hasn't had a confession out of Colby. The bugging necklace didn't work. But she is extremely cold with Colby, saying stuff like, maybe it's what you deserve. And especially after this weird thing that's going on between her and Angelo, this unusual dynamic where he's exploiting her affair with Colby to further the case and has involved the case so much in their marriage that it's probably only fitting that he's asking her to do that. So clearly Angelo cannot see the wood from the trees when Taylor's still just trying to get love, acknowledgement of her existence, you know, not feeling neglected all the time from Angelo, he's then just going, please make a statement, make a statement about him, then we can talk about her marriage. And I just feel really sorry for Taylor. She's she's been used by Colby to get information on the case. And now she's being used by Angelo to further the case. So what an exploitation. But then she does say to Angelo, pre-arrest, she says to Angelo, I've chosen a side... I'm not going to be used as a pawn, figure it out yourself kind of thing. Which brings me to suspect number two, Angelo. I don't know, kind of begs the question, is Angelo so enraged by Colby that he's trying to pin the murder on Colby and he actually has nothing and it is actually just a bluff? I don't know if I'm naive in thinking that, but when Mac is kind of saying stuff like, yeah, it was kind of like Angelo was getting off on it when he arrested him. And then she's also saying, like, he's obviously being targeted. So is Angelo so annoyed by Colby that he's just saying, I've enough to go on here. And he does have a track record of getting things wrong. I think he knows in his gut that Colby did it, but he doesn't have enough to prove it. But there is something. So I don't know. Maybe the case is stronger for Angelo than it is for Taylor. But then you have Colby saying, they arrested me for a reason. Who the hell spilled? And so many people know it's kind of like a bit of a murder mystery. We've got Bella, Willow, Dean. Okay, they're rider dies. So, and judging by Bella's crying in the jail cell, she definitely didn't do it. But then you have Ziggy, who has already been like, you've no right to wear that. So she could be a bit of a loose cannon. She could have done something. Bella seems to think it was Taylor saying, you've ruined my brother's life. And Taylor has said, I'm out. And you have Nick then, who knows. But then with his run-in, 
with Dean, he kind of clears his name, being like, I wouldn't do that. I know how to keep a secret. But like, maybe he, maybe he just wanted this all to be over for Bella, stick him in jail and we can move on. The only other person it could have been was Chelsea, Colby's ex, I'm going to say wife, but that's a bit of a stretch, fiance, who knows, who left him for that reason. So that's the only other person it could be. But it was a bit scary though, when Colby was like, you can't send a cop to jail, that's a death sentence. That's, um... So Colby's future is not looking bright. So I don't know. Like the mugshots gave me a bit of a shock. It's like, is this something has changed? And is this the beginning of the end for Colby? Or is it just Angelo misfiring and getting off on his jealousy? So... One of my favourite lines from this week was when Dean gets the phone call from Bella saying that Kobe's been arrested and he goes to Willow. It's happening. And as this whole arrest now has brought up issues for Dean, thinking that he should just confess. He's lost Ziggy, he's lost Jai. It's, is this the last kind of moralistic thing I can do? And you can just see how much Willow was petrified to lose Dean. She kind of coerces Ziggy and charms her into getting Dean out of it. And being like, just give him a glimmer of hope. Which I kind of think, while it was a bit wrong, was kind of the right thing to do. Give him this glimmer of hope or else he'll be gone to jail. And it leads Ziggy into this somewhat hypocritical but convincing pitch for Dean to stay out of prison. And the line that sealed the deal was, Bella can't lose you too. But I think Ziggy summed it up better than I could by saying, I'm using myself as currency to keep Dean out of jail. And I, I appreciate how she came clean by the end of it, being like, just don't do it for me. We're over. So I don't know if that's enough to convince Dean. Is that not more like you got his hopes up? Now you've taken the wind out of his sails. And will he just be like, oh, I'm just going to confess. So a bit of a hullabaloo for, not for nothing, but it's given him a lot to think about, I suppose, but even less hope than what he had <laughs> going into that chat with Z. And then can we just have a moment for dear old Jasmine, ever the optimist. So she makes her baby decision super fast. And I just, I just don't, I don't know. It's like the innocence of it all. Like me thinking I was pregnant was a sign. I think it's time for me to have a family. No. You know, her saying stuff like, Dory can do it, so can I. I just need a donor. And... Seeing Colby through these rose-tinted glasses, it, like he's taken all the boxes for her. She's defending him him to Taylor and being like, I know who my donor is. And I'm so team Irene on this because it's just, come on. Jasmine, you need to wise up, get some street smarts, get some common sense. Whatever about like, okay, not knowing that Colby was murdered, that is totally fine. But this being your life plan, it's like, no, you're so young. You know... You haven't even tried dating. You're now jumping into just, I want to have a baby. And then when she asks him to dinner in the diner and then he gets arrested like two minutes later. Oh, and her little face. It's just, she must feel then pretty stupid and like in a bit a bit of a denial being like, oh, I'll call Robbo's pals and Colby was one of the good guys. What can we do? So, oh, I don't know. I hope that scuppered her plans and she'll just, you know, maybe try dating first or... I don't know, everyone's path is different and that's fine. But it just, it's such an irrational move. Maybe just 
give it that a bit more thought rather than being like, I want a baby. Here's my donor. Here we go. Like, maybe think about it for a bit longer. Maybe talk to Tori. Do a bit of research. So blissfully unthought through. Okay, well, have to move on to some lighter news just to digest all of that drama. So Tori and Christian finally sealed the deal after a bit of to and froing an all nighter from Christian. He's canceling dates, but they end up spending the day together, party planning for Grace. And as me and listener Alex were talking about, how was Grace only one? I feel like the actor baby has been frozen. It feels like she's been alive for way longer than a year. And yeah, how is she only one? Also, secondly, Christian's all-nighter outfit. So we've got jeans. Then we've got a shirt. Then we've got a paisley tie. And then we've got a leather jacket. A lot going on. It's kind of like old man tie mixed with cool dude jacket. And then a shirt and jeans. It's just too much going on there as per usual. But keep it coming, Christian. Love your outfits. Oh, yeah, so... <laughs> You know the bit where it's like after the dinner and it's like, oh, let's take it to the bedroom and she's got it all set up and she says like, oh, do you want red wine or bubbles? I'll light a candle. Oh, I've made a playlist. <laughs> she's made a playlist. I just love the thought of Jory going through her Spotify and being like, oh, these are the songs that I want to make love to Christian. Oh, <laughs> it's just... Oh... But of course, baby Grace ruins it, starts crying and she hurls the poor baby into Lee and Justin only to find that Christian has fallen asleep. And despite doing all that to her dear brother and lovely Leah, they flee in the morning and when Christian and Tori finally seal the deal and I'm pretty sure everyone had this collective sigh of relief. Finally, they've done it. And it's all tied up in a beautiful little bow where he leaves and kind of kisses her on the cheek. And the two gals are like screaming, being like, oh, teenage crush, this is amazing. And then he comes back in for the big Grey's Anatomy pash, a passion dash, actually, which left her very much swooning. And then a quick note on the Stuarts. So I'll, I'm glad Alf and Martha sorted everything out. They got really, they really went for each other, got a bit spicy and cranky. And it eventually comes out that, you know, Marimula is Martha's safe place. It's her retreat, a place she goes to when she feels unbalanced and she's terrified of losing her safety net. Fair enough. Glad we're sorted. But the real scare came for me when Alf was like, yeah, I'll just move to Marimla. It's like, no, no, no. Don't you dare, Alf. You are not leaving here. So I'm so glad that that was kind of sorted out in the same scene because it was just a bit of a like, <gasps> okay, phew. Thank you, Martha. Do not take away my dear Alf. My dear, precious Alf. Please do not do that. But like from one stubborn steward to another we have Rue because Owen has showed up and there's this whole rigmarole of Rue avoiding him Owen waiting everyone asking Rue what's going on Alpha and Marth asking Owen what's going on and everyone thinking that it's Owen's mistake and Rue reveals it was her mistake and then it finally eventually comes out that Rue has done something (laughs) something terrible and what a mistake it was. Sidebar, I love how much she had to spell it out for Mass. Like, Marilyn was, like, really not getting it. But I'm kind of glad it was spelled out so clearly. And saying the wrong name. 
Oh, in bed. That is the worst. First of all, I can't understand why you prefer Evan to Owen. Evan was the worst. Owen is... Okay, the bar is pretty low here, but Owen is way better if you had to pick between those t- twins. But I just... Rue, leaving in the middle of the night is honestly the scariest thing you can do. If I was Owen, I would have thought she was kidnapped. I would have thought... I would have been literally calling the police being like, oh my God... So I just think that that was pretty rogue doing that. So it'll be interesting to see how their talk figures things out. He's obviously cool with it if he's come to find her. So we'll see how that ends up. But yeah, pretty embarrassing. And when it's not a murder, it's a harassment of some drug dealers. So Mac finds out more details. Ziggy's dipping her nose in. So, of course, Ari was going to find out. And I was very surprised by his reaction. When he found out about the mess, he was weirdly cool about it. And saying stuff like, we're a team. And they continue on with the barbecue. So, I was kind of expecting him to go down the, like, really mad route. So, Leon and the boys show up to the front garden. Then Ryder and Bella find out. And the Kiwi kerfuffle kicks off. That was when Alf said that later on in the episode. Unreal. Kiwi kerfuffle. Perfect. And it was only a matter of time then before a fight sequence breaks out. How good is Tani at kicking? He's roundhouse kicking to beat the band. It's unbelievable. So skilled. And then, of course, Ryder calls the cops. Like, could we expect anything less? And I love, do you remember like later on, Alpha's on the phone to Ryder and he's like, no, of course he did the right thing, blah, blah. It's like, oh, of course he has to call his gampa to make sure he made the right decision when other people are angry at you. It's just classic Ryder. So when they're all hauled into the station and no one's talking and they're all being like smart arses to the police, it does it kind of get diluted into Colby's just trying to stop Bella and Nick from going to New Zealand and trying to get as far away from Colby as possible? So yeah, I think... While owing them 25 grand, Leon and the boys will definitely be back. So let's look forward to next week. Mon Dieu. Okay, well, that about wraps it up for me this week. A big thanks for listening. Head over to Ash Summer Bay's podcast on Instagram. We can have some fan lols there. If you have time, I'd love if you could rate, review, and subscribe to Summer Bay's. Or if you want to get in touch on email, it's summerbayspodcast at gmail.com. G'day, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.